Good morning. All right, so we're going to start our second episode of homeschooling. <clears throat> and I was reading an article, again, uh, in the Epic Times uh, by Kathy Roos, with a, which is a senior uh, fellow and director of human dignity at the Family Research Council. Uh, she's also a lawyer, which you know, means nothing. <laughs> because sometimes lawyers uh, don't always tend to tell the truth, and sometimes they do. So I'll let you be the, uh, uh, the judge on this. So in this article I'm reading, uh, Kathy Roos says she'll never forget the first uh, board meeting she attended. Father got up to the podium with a piece of paper in his hand, which most, most people don't show up to these meetings anymore, uh, and started on a shock, shocking uh, profanity-laden tirade. Uh, it was bizarre and disruptive to the point that the chairwoman reached for the gavel to interrupt. But the father stopped and explained uh, that this was from the first page of the reading assignment his daughter was given. Shocking, right? Uh, Ruse is a lawyer, and she spent her career fighting on the national level for the big issues that affect family and life. Uh, she's currently the senior fellow at the uh, Director of Human Dignity um, and the Family Research Council, a nonprofit research organization focused on family issues and public uh, policy. But in more recent, recently, uh, Roos turned to her, her focus to local matters uh, when she heard that her local school boards had voted to let boys use the girls' bathrooms and vice versa in public schools. And she said that really got her attention. She discovered that uh, politically, a uh, politically charged, propaganda-filled, 70-hour student sex education curriculum in her local district was underway in classrooms, um, which parents were told at the beginning of the school year that it would be a family life education class. I'm not really getting into the details, but uh, they were being taught about ver- a variety of sexual acts, including the how-tos without any moral framework. Um, this might seem shocking, but this is uh, starting at uh, def- depending on the level of what they were teaching. It was always it was starting in kindergarten, and then they would get into the more explicit details. Uh, I guess once they were in eighth grade, which most of us parents were not aware of this. Um, here's the funny part. Well, I guess it's not funny, but Ruse's uh, daughter she goes to a, a Christian school or a Catholic school, um, and not a public school. But what's happening in public school affects the whole county because these folks, these children grow up um, uh, to become, you know, part of the society Uh, in our courtrooms. We've heard of many judges that are not uh, following the law. Um, uh, They are kind of basing their judgment on their own beliefs. And we're seeing that a lot of these individuals at some point were in, you know, were in public school. And we're kind of conditioned to be this way, uh, to be, um, although we're supposed to be self-governing, we, we're not to make up our own laws. Um, the government, uh, this would be the government of the next generation. So when you see, and when you're trying to, when you're confused about what's happening in our world today, uh, you shouldn't be, uh, because it's it's our fault. We don't really pay attention to a lot of the fine de- details that are going on uh, in our classrooms. And I mean, I'm one of them. I'm, I'm shocked by some of the things that I'm reading. Uh, but the rea- reality is the majority of American kids are going to continue to be educated in public schools uh, in the foreseeable future. It's up to us to help make those changes, uh, to get involved and to, to find out more information. And obviously one of those um, uh, options is to homeschool if your school chooses not to, um, uh, to follow um, what we would consider the right thing as parents looking out for our children. 
even if there's a mass exodus and even if the, the lockdown is making parents rethink public uh, public education in the future, uh, there's still going to there's still going to be a public school. Uh, so it's naive to think uh, there's going to be no impact on a child going through uh, getting these messages um, and the, the courses that they're being taught right now unless we help to make an impact there. Uh, now, Kathy actually added, uh, and I'll, I'll finish here and then we'll kind of go into our uh, third and fourth question for Rose. But she added that the long hours dedicated to sexual ed- uh, education comes at a time when two-thirds of the students aren't proficient readers and achievement levels continue to decline across uh, the country. Uh, so there's real, there is a real damaging effect on young minds that learn beginning uh, as early as kindergarten and they may, that they might be in the wrong body and the remedy is drugs and surgery and that they should expect to have many sexual partners with the highest moral imperative being to get their, uh, their consent. Um, building skills around consent means moving beyond the how to say no model according to one lesson. It was such a bold-faced lie that is being taught to kids that they could uh, be born in the wrong body. It's, it's sinister. It's bad. Uh, it could turn my gaze away, Ruth said. So that might seem somewhat shocking to you, but this this is reality. I mean, we've seen it on the news. We've heard about, uh, you know, boys and girls being able to use the same bathrooms. And the curriculum that they're teaching is, is almost uh, an indoctrination into a different mindset. Versus just trying to educate them. Um, so I, I, I am not, um, I don't teach the, the, our kids. My wife does. So this is the part where we're going to get her, get her uh, talking a little bit. The, the next qu- question is going to be on curriculum. Um, so Rose, good morning. Good morning. Uh, so after hearing some of that, um, does that have, does that have any place for education? That I mean, how did it get to where? You teach, I guess, some at some point in school, you teach reproduction, but teaching the kids that their gender may be wrong from birth, and um, that they uh, they might be in the wrong body, and they may not be a girl even if they were born a girl, it might not be a boy if they were born a boy. Should that be taught in school? And number one, and number two. What is your curriculum? <laughs> because it's, uh, I mean, that confused me when I'm reading it to know that we've got to this point in society where they're teaching this in, in probably all or most public schools and very few parents are paying attention or even trying to make an impact. And the masses are just kind of hitting the spiritual snooze button and just moving on with their daily life. So um, I don't know where you want to start with that, but. Oh, man. Yeah. Um... I mean, personally, I believe, I believe it should not be taught in school, but we do live in a world that is Satan's realm, so I don't expect it to not be taught. I expect it to continue to let, to be more, I I expect it to get worse. I don't think that this world's going to get better, so um, in light of that, I'm just going to continue to try to teach my kids based on the Bible. And if that means that I have to homeschool them, then that's what I'm going to do. And some parents can't homeschool. So I just would hope that outside of their their schooling, the kids' schooling, that they would be teaching them otherwise at home the truth that they're learning in school. 
let me ask you this real quick. So if you don't, you feel like it's going to get worse, and as it seems, I agree with you, but if more parents were to homeschool based on teaching, um, you know, a, a curriculum that's going to help them develop their minds on their own to become who they're going to be as God had, you know, endowed them to um, be, you know, whoever they're going to be putting God first versus um, them just trying to be told, right, that you don't have to be a boy, you don't have to be a girl, they're being told what to do. Um, Do you think that if more parents were to homeschool their children, biblically based, that there could be a change that would be more positive in the future. I mean, isn't this recyclical? What is it? Uh, recyclical, where it's it's one of those things where it gets to a, a peak where it's like, man, it's really bad and falls apart, and then good rises out of the ashes. Or do you think that there we're just past that point of no return? I don't know what God's plan is. I just know what He expects, and I'm gonna try to live that way. Okay. And I would hope that anybody who calls themselves a Christian would do their best to live the way God expects us to as well. All right, He's so- always brought up the least amount of people and used them in great ways. Amen. So yeah, amen. That's a- I'm not trying to figure out the future right now. I'm just trying to figure out what I'm doing today. So Okay, so <laughs> let's get into your curriculum. Then. Okay. I mean, this kind of threw me off a little bit, but I thought it was good for folks to read. And there is, she did She did put, uh, Kathy Ruse did put, so Kathy Ruse, R-U-S-E, did put together her findings in a brochure that you can actually look into. So I'm sure if you look up Kathy Ruse, um, a senior fellow and director of human dignity, that you'll find out a lot more of this information. So, so let's talk about the curriculum you teach uh, the kids here. So what, what do you teach them? What I teach, um, when Caleb started in Bethel Baptist, it was a small private school. They actually used a Becca curriculum, which was, um, it's, it's a Christian. Abeka? Abeka, Abeka. Okay. It's a Christian-based curriculum. It's kind of um, a little bit more difficult than it's. It's a, it's a lot more work, um, but they it's the kids do really well with it, and they learn a lot. They're usually advanced compared to most kids in the lessons, whatever they're doing. It's usually a little bit more advanced than the average student. Abeka is very, um, it's not exciting. It's reading (laughs) and writing. Um, But it's something that my son, he grew up with it going to Bethel. He was used to it. So So Bethel was a private school? Yeah, that was a private school. And he was used to it because that's what they used. So I've been continuing to use that just so he can continue doing what he was used to doing. And he was good at it, so, you know, why try to fix something that's not broken? So I just stuck with Abeka um, for Caleb. Now, Abigail, on the other hand, she is not like Caleb. She learns differently. Abeka is not as exciting for her. So I am going to be using, I still have some of Caleb's Abeka books from when he was in third grade. Um, curriculum is sometimes, Abeka curriculum is very expensive. Um, so we, Let's I get saved. Into the price. Like, what's what's the cost? Um. Okay. So, curriculum can range from, like, depending on what you're doing. So, like this year with Caleb, we are going to actually be using videos where teachers are teaching him instead of me teaching him. I used to buy um, 
the student or the teacher book that would tell me every day what to do for each class. They would just write it out plain as day. And if you're one of those people who are afraid of, I don't know what I'm doing. I, you know, I don't want to screw this up. I have no idea how to write out a curriculum. Um, doing that is a great option. It's a little more pricey because you have to buy the books. You can buy some stuff used online. But um, so for this year, it's going to be about $1,200 for all the books and for the videos. Now, this year we are doing accredited, which means that it's going to, I don't want to say it doesn't count any other time, but it, it'll actually be like graded like by other people. It's accredited. So it's going to be... Um, it's going to count. <laughs> okay. I don't so know real quick, so you said $1,200. Now, that, that might sound like a lot of money, but with what I hear they're proposing with the amount of uh, sanitizer that the kids got to bring for next yeah. year and the amount of things they had to already buy for the previous year, all the, 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 the tools and everything. Uh, I don't even know all the stuff they use, but it sounded like that was hundreds of dollars. And then now adding this to this, I mean, they could be in the realm of $500 plus some. Um, uh, between that and other things they have to pay for because they're always having to raise money. I mean, essentially by the time the school is over, a public school, mind you, which is supposed to be funded by the government, they could be paying in excess of $1,000, if not more. And please email us if you know if you know approximately how much it does cost so we can share that maybe down uh, uh, this week. That would be great. Um, so $1,200 might not be as crazy as we think. Is there a way they can make, is there payment plans? Can you buy We're, certain things up? You can do payment plans. You can pay it up front if you want to. Um, but that's just with the Becca. There's so many things that you can do. There, there's on free online curriculum. You could. It's called Easy Peasy. Um, it's free. I mean, people think, oh, this is, you know, there's so many resources out there that you can use that if you're interested you can do it it's not it's not as scary and hard as people think you're basically just providing your child with an environment where he can learn he or she can learn and you can use youtube you can use like i said easy peasy there's kane i don't know if it's pronounced kane or khan k-h-a-n academy you can use that that is secular it's but it teaches a lot of stuff probably have to be careful if you're concerned because i was just going to ask you that so like yeah. if you think about the public school they have a public school online school for you kids can do that are... public school online yeah if it depends on the reasoning you want to homeschool for me a lot of it is i don't want my kids to be indoctrinated i want to be around my kids i want to teach them so that when they grow up they can be good you know people and and love the lord but some people just um I mean, a lot of non-Christian people homeschool their kids. Um, so some people might be okay with the things that go on in the world. But um, there's so many things. Curriculum can go from like completely online school where you're paying like $5,000. You have teachers that are teaching you every day. It's basically like school, only it's online. And then it can range all the way down to completely free. There's something called unschooling where you don't actually have any curriculum. You're just living with your children and everything you do, you're teaching them. And that's it. 
There's no test. That sounds pretty radical, Rose. It's very radical. I personally couldn't <laughs> do it because night. I would probably be like, okay, I'm going to sleep now. And yeah. you just, you know, watch a video. I need some kind of something to keep me guided. So let's focus. But some people don't need that. So let's focus on the Becca program. So how does it transfer into college? Like, do you know any kids that did well in college that actually graduated from? Well, I know that um, in their Bethel Baptist, we know that a couple of the kids got Fulbright scholarships to... Um, to a couple colleges around here and they, they use the Abeka curriculum. Um, it's a really good curriculum. It's not it's not easy, but it's definitely something an adult, I mean, we can definitely do it. It's, I don't know, it just depends on what kind of stuff you like. Um, okay. You so kind, kind of, of like, kind of like a more old school that maybe I'm, I was Yeah, I mean, it to. teaches history and stuff, but it, and it, like everything has God in it. So, like for English, um, the thing, a sentence you might have to write out would be like a uh, scripture or something. Like it just involves, it incorporates God with everything because it's a Christian based curriculum. But there's also secular curriculum. I mean, there's everything. There's anything you could ever want, it's out there. So. Good, 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 good. Okay, so we'll move on to the second question. Um, actually, I'm sorry, the, this would be the fourth question. Uh, which I'm sure a lot of moms will appreciate this. Um, and I don't really understand because I'm at work a lot, so I don't see it. I kind, kind of see it sometimes in the morning, sometimes I see it at night. The frustration, the patience, the, you know, what does it take to transition from mom into teacher? And how do the kids respond to that? Do they see the difference between when you're mom and then when you're teacher? Because some of these kids are baby kids. They go out there acting like a fool and won't listen to the parents when they're when they're parent when they're moms. How do you how do you how do you make that difference or that dis, uh, that distinction between uh, mom and teacher? Well, in this school, we incorporate whoopings. <laughs> <laughs> it's very rare. It's very very rare that we ever corporal have to punishment. Do that. Yeah, mm. <laughs> but no, but um, honestly, I don't want it to be a separation. I want them to understand that I'm their mom and I'm teaching them because I love them. That's good. Yeah. I don't, I think that because I'm their mom, they should respect me. That's what God would expect them to do. Do they always? No. Sometimes they, you know, my kids are pretty good. I can't really complain. They have a problem with listening, obviously, like every child, but um, I'm their mom and I, they have to respect what I ask them to do. And that's what we focus on teaching. God says, honor your mother and father. So we, you know, I teach them that if they're not doing what they're told, I say, you know, this is God expects you to honor me and he, he expects me to respect you as well and to teach you. So, um, we just have a relationship where we understand that and you have to have that relationship in order for this to work. Really. Um, if your kids don't respect you and they don't care what you have to say, it's going to be hard at first. Maybe eventually they would. They would see, you know, what you're trying to do, but your kids, you know, you want to, your kids to respect you and, and you have to respect them as well. You're teaching them how to respect by respecting them. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's just that kind of relationship. I mean, frustration wise, I almost every day, sometimes I'd sit there crying. I can't do this. I can't do this. And, and I'm freaking out thinking I'm, I'm ruining my kids because, you know, your mind goes wild sometimes. Of course, I'm the typical dad where I'm just like, that's it, they're going to public school. Right. <laughs> but, um, but it's, it's okay. It's just, it's hard. Just like anything else that you try to do. It's, it's, um, 
it's a challenge, but it's it's something that you learn so much from. I've learned patience, even from the beginning of when I first started doing this to now. I have learned to, to relax a little bit more. I was like, when I first started homeschooling, we were like, okay, we're going to wake up and do the Pledge of Allegiance, and then we're going to have this class from this. And it, I was basically trying to make it like school in our home. And I found out that that's not that's not the purpose of homeschooling like you, you it might any... work for some people but it, you're supposed to bring your your life is homeschooling did like, you have a group of uh other folks in your situation that would help you along yeah i would go online um on facebook groups and just i'm, I'm in a couple homeschool groups and just kind of vent and they'd be like listen this is normal you know you just keep at it you definitely need to have support um people who support you to get through it because it's not easy. You're trying to teach your kids something, you know? Like it's it's not easy being a parent, let alone adding homeschooling to it. So I don't know. I guess that's all I have to say about that. No, it's good. That's good. So um, I keep mentioning email. Yeah, go ahead and email me, but uh, I don't think I uh, gave the email out, which I'll I'll uh, I'll actually. I just picked up a new email address, which I don't remember right now. So I'll, uh, I'll share it tomorrow on uh, on the on the uh, third episode. I'll share it. But uh, if you go onto um, the podcast, uh, and I'm pretty sure it's on Spotify. Uh, there's a link to where you can actually see the email address and email any questions. So remember, to the the last uh, four questions are going to come from uh, the listeners. So if you have any questions um, or anything that's that you see during this time frame that you're researching, whether or not you need to have your child um, stay home so you can teach them. Uh, uh, homeschooling or if you're going to send them to public school that you're going to get more involved because I think that's uh, the fact that we are paying taxes we should get involved a lot of times we think that we're being uh, that disrupt disruptive uh, parent but how have we gotten to this point how have we gotten to this point where they're allowing the boys and to, and the the girls to actually go into the same to dwell in the same bathrooms together are you kidding me I mean, who, who doesn't see there's a problem with that so Sorry, you know, again, when you homeschool, the kids stay home, and so they're always they're always yeah, here. Um, yes. So, good morning, girls. So, uh, yeah. So, this is not anything hateful towards public schools. Uh, public schools could be great. Keep in mind that original schools were were set up in churches, and they were to teach the Bible. So, if you're not into that, um, get involved to find out. Uh, you know, over the last 20 years, how it's got to this point. We've allowed it to get to this point. It's on us to help change it. We can change it. I truly believe that uh, public schools can change. I know there's lots of teachers that are Christians that have to be, <laughs> they have got to be frustrated uh, seeing a lot of the things that they're they're seeing. And uh, some of the teachers have been indoctrinated 20 years ago and actually are just continuing to push um, the same agenda that has been being pushed. Um, our education system, we were probably ranked number one in the world at one point in time uh, because the, the curriculum was challenging. It was tough. And now we've gone from there to today where we're teaching things that most of it seems just political, that they're just pushing a political agenda. And so as they're doing that, and unfortunately, a lot of the kids um, uh, don't, they have to go through that or just 
the, they're going to struggle. And so when you have, when you're homeschooling, I'm, I'm, as I'm reading, uh, we find out that a lot of those kids tend to have a better opportunity once they go into the world because they're, they're prepared for the world and not prepared for, uh, you know, uh, indoctrination or political uh, phallus that's, that's going to take individuals that should be free thinkers thinking for themselves and are trying to tell them and, and control their minds. The mind uh, that God provided for us, we're all made differently. We were all created in a, in a different way, but um, we have to allow their minds to grow and give them opportunity to learn as you continue to hear Rose talk about that. You just provide that environment for them to learn and then they become their own person, which is cool. Right, Gabriella? Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, thanks for joining us. Um, I guess it looks like 25 minutes is the mark that we're, we'll continue to be on. Um, tomorrow, we're going to get into two really good questions, uh, and I'll give you my email address as well. So if you have any questions, you can email us with uh, those questions, and uh, we'll, the last four questions will be from you. So uh, thank you, and uh, we're going to pray. I'll try to pray this time without going back into <laughs> so, you know more homeschooling topics. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity once again to come before you. We pray for you to draw near us and that we can draw near to you. Uh, for you are the one that guide us and lead us uh, to know the truth. Uh, in a second, Father, you can actually put your hand on the world and shut it down as you've had for the last few months. And you're showing us our struggles. You're showing us our sin and you're showing us our opportunity to come back to you. You've always, you've never destroyed without warning. You've always warned. And unfortunately, a lot of, a lot of folks are not heeding the warning. And a lot of folks are. So I just, I thank you for this opportunity and just uh, pray that uh, whoever is listening, that they too have a desire to seek after you and to find more information. Let this be an awakening moment, not just for um, education for our kids, but most importantly, uh, an awakening to know who you are and to seek after you. We love you, Father, and we thank you for this opportunity. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.